This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. It's Wednesday, the 13th of April, 2011. You know what that makes it? Time for the audio podcast. I'm Scott Hewitt. And once again, I'm joined by Samuel Freeman. That's me. I'm a little bit more awake than I was last week. How you doing, Sam? I'm good. Um, yeah, let's, let's get on with it. All right, then. No more chatting. You get going. Oh, no, but the show title. Show title. Hello, South, South Africa. Africa. Yep, we have an interview um, coming up, but we'll do the news first. So, 20 years of Linux is Woo-hoo! our first story here. Um, I was surprised to find that it was only 20 years ago that Linux was released. It's so omnipresent in the world. It runs everything. That's everything. Web servers, ATMs, phone exchanges, routers, everything pretty much. Yep. I mean... A lot of people might be thinking that, you know, things like Pure Dyn is, you know, and kind of hardware support is maybe lagging behind for kind of day-to-day audio creation stuff. I think the Mac probably still rules the roost with that. I'm sure I'm starting a fight there now. But <laughs> Linux in the embedded world is definitely the thing to go. And I think in the, you know, in the general purpose world, we'll be heading in that direction pretty soon, most people, I think, as well. Awesome. Okay. So, 20 years of that and... My my response to seeing that we were going to mention that is that, well, the 20 years of that, but 50 years ago, this, well, yesterday, um, was the first time a human went into space and orbited the Earth. Yuri Gagarin on Vostok 1. Awesome. Definitely. So, we, I mean, although Linux, yes, it's computer and audio things, um, you know, there's not really a particular audio-centric thing to that, and... You could say the same about LISP, but we did find one, an angle for this, which is that the ISS, International Space Station, put in together a video. Yeah, they've, they've been filming footage of what he would have seen while completing his orbit. And obviously, they're not in the same orbit as him, so they've had to do this over over a period of time. And they're going to release this as, as, a, as, a, as a kind of film entitled uh, First Orbit. And they're actually going to overdub it with the original audio from the actual actual space flight itself so no that's a very tenuous link but it's good and it's an important news story we should mention it it's cool it is i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that and hearing it and we we said iss there we should perhaps explain that's the international space station which is up in orbit all the time it's just there it's pretty cool as well okay so uh, moving on to things that we could do to create stuff uh, burn uh, burn studios and the um audio tool.com audio tool um this is something which i've seen elements of without realizing it guy called Andre Michel has his um lots of his experiments on his webpage lab.andremichel.com. Um, oh, this is cool. So I can literally just grab stuff and I just drag it onto the screen, link it together and it starts doing stuff. I might even start making noise now in a minute here if I'm not careful. My apologies. If, uh, oh no, it's all right. I'm not going to. I'm okay. Oh, that's these? Yep. Okay. So audio tool, you have Three drum machines, three synthesizers, a bunch of audio routing and mixing tools, and then a whole bunch of effects pedals. I think there's 14 effects pedals there. And you can drag and drop them onto the space, connect them together a la reason, and you hit play, and it's audio. This is a pretty cool visual visual interface here as well, isn't it? I'm it it's, is. I mean, it's, it's all... Converse. Is this flash? It's pure flash. Yeah, that's... Mm. that's kind of hesitant for me but they have some tutorial videos it's quite powerful it seems to have a lot of users you can save things there's a lot of things you can do in there personally i don't trust it because i I can tell it's powerful i'm saying it's my my system fan is just like whirring away right now 
Well, and I... It's still cool, though. This this looks awesome. It is very cool. And, yeah, so... It's like everything has to be in the browser, but maybe this would have been better not in the browser. Yep. To be able to do this offline, the, you know, the need for a com- for an internet connection is... Is there an offline mode? I don't think so. I've not spotted it. And when I um, was looking at this at home, my download was peaking at 63k coming down, and it took a few minutes for things to load up. So every time I dragged a new effects pedal that I hadn't seen before, it took a while before it came up. But then after that, you know, you can get more of the same. First thing I tried, to, well, first thing I did was use one of them temp- their templates. They've got three, they've got kind of generic demonstration templates to get you started. Yeah, it looks cool. Then went back and started a blank one, set up a um, feedback loop. But obviously there's no noise inherent in these machines, so I couldn't get a no input. So I plugged in one burst of noise and got some nice feedback loops going around some compression and the ability to split the root split and they've got audio splitter and audio merger it's very very nice lots of fun yeah they got um, a whole load of samples courtesy of loopmasters.com as well so that's that's a pretty cool access to some cool samples there as well actually and the way that they manipulate the audio in the timeline and the loops is Mm -hmm. quite good i watched the um if you go to i think if you go to their main page i'm looking for what they call it at the bottom under yep under help is tutorials and they've got a bunch of youtube videos and i watched the first one of those about five minutes it was yeah quite quite interesting but i just can't i couldn't bring myself to spend a lot of time programming this up and getting things going because i just don't trust things saved in the cloud i don't know why i'm just not there yet i think if i had high-speed internet all the time like what a lot of people do i'd feel differently about it but see that's interesting you say that because we're, we're not going to talk about it today in particular but um avid at nab have been going talking all about the cloud that's been their main kind of thing from it's interesting that you don't you know that that's they're talking about that's where it's going to be and they're kind of retooling what they're doing to make that away i can see that that is the way and i think it's be wonderful but it does rely on reliable internet connections which I've yet to live with. Fair enough. I think it's cool. It looks cool. It looks fun. It's the kind of stuff that people want to make. You know what? It's flash. Ba- it's flash based, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we think it's flash based. So it is. That means I'm going to work on an iPad, which is a real shame because that would be awesome on an iPad. Well, going back to how I I kind of took this backwards, took the story, and then started talking about where what it reminds me of and how I found the Andre Michel. If you go to his webpage, he's one of the developers on Audio Tool, and He's got some great little snippets of his work. Some of them are open source, um, and the ones that are related to Audio Tool are not. And I think the link which he's posted, because some of these things are quite old, goes to a different web page. And so I was, although I've been aware of Andre Michel's work, I've not been able to get to the Audio Tool. I didn't know what it was, even though he mentioned it. But my favourite one of his is called Pulsate, and that is available as an iPhone app. So. But or you can just play it in Flash. You, you click and it makes circles and it's it's hypnotic. I've I have spent many many uh, tens of minutes upon this thing across the past six months or so. So it's cool. People should go. People oh, should yeah. go check it out. There we go. Okay, you know, go check it out. See what you think. Um, we briefly mentioned an iPad. Let's uh, go in the opposite direction with Android. Um, you know, actually, we we. We, we weren't sure we haven't mentioned this story, were we at all here? It's a bit, 
it's a bit of a non-story, I think. It's um, an al- so uh, f- Philadelphia-based uh, Philadelphia-based DJ MC uh, Cool Out, a guy called Christopher Davis, uh, released another uh, released an album, and it was all made on an Android device. And it's quite good. I've listened to some snippets of it. It's you know, but that's it. That's I don't see you know. There, there is a cool list of like stuff he made it with. Like there's a list of all the apps, and I, I didn't some some of the apps I know. You know things like uh, RJ DJ. You know I kind of know that sort of stuff. Brainwave tuner, musical bubbles. But there's other stuff here which I, I I'm not familiar with. So I dare say I'll take a look at that. But it seems a bit of a non-story. It's like yeah, you can build stuff on phones. Okay. Yep. You fine. Could... Okay. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I think that's what we just said. Uh, fine. Let's just move on. Audacity. Yep. Yeah, so still in software. Audacity. Um, is there's a new version out. Um, one point three beta, and it's got some new features. And the thing that caught my eye about this the most is that it mentioned something about MIDI tracks. I didn't know Audacity had MIDI tracks. Apparently, I, I think I'm still on one point one or something i think i haven't i I've, I've missed an upgrade or one or two which yeah i think i i didn't realize that had midi tracks either so does it have midi tracks apparently anyway one of the one of the useful new features that they say is in there i haven't i've downloaded it i haven't had a chance to try it yet is um synchronizing tracks if you've got multiple tracks that are supposed to be in sync and you try to move one of them yeah but they now have it so things can be locked so you can move them in time together and and I think it was around that area that they mentioned the mini tracks, but yeah, that, that's good. Saying, Audacity's are cool. Audacity's cool, isn't it? Um, I, I find it's a complete pest for doing anything more complicated than kind of finishing, mm-hmm. kind of finishing and polishing stuff. But it, it, it it's incredibly it's good at that final step. I would think back to what would be oh I can't remember Source Forge or something on Windows early nineties Soundforge right? Soundforge that's what I'm looking for Sourceforge. Soundforge, yeah. It's in, th- this replaced a beat-up computer that I was running Soundforge. And then I put Aud- got Audacity and threw that out, and that was the done sort of stuff. I've been happy with it ever since. Um, I think it's a nightmare if you're trying to, like, do little bits, kind of trying to edit stuff. I would never put it's together a session in there, but I don't think that's what it's for. No, it's not. It doesn't describe itself as a digital audio workstation. It is for editing and recording sound. Yeah, and I, th- I think it does that really well. Um, that's great stuff. You know what? We we should we should ask somebody from the team there to come on and speak to us about this because we'd be really interested. Yep. I, I'd be really interested in hearing about it. And Audacity. You know what? One of the cool things about Audacity is it's it, obviously it's completely it's open source. It's free as in beer and speech. So if you wanted to get a copy of it at any time you needed to, you could just get a copy of it and you know. And you can recommend it. I always recommend it to people who. Perhaps I've never done any sound editing before. They say, oh, I need to do this for some reason. Go there. You know you can get it for free. There's lots of support out there. And if, you, if, if you're putting together something like a project for somebody, you can send them the Audacity session complete. They can listen to it. And if they've got, you know, they're not sure if they like the solo, they don't like this section, they don't like this guitar part, then you know what I mean? You can, they can just hit mute and mute out the, mute out the channels. And you can yep. give somebody the full session and ask them which bit they like, how they like it, what kind of thing they like. Which, in my mind, has always been... That's the one thing that I've always wanted to be able to do with, you know, with a door distribution. So while I don't think it's great for actually building it, in terms of being able to hand it out to, you know, whoever is kind of overseeing the project or the producer or something like that, it's a really, really flexible way. Yeah, bounce really out some cool. stems, chuck them into Audacity, and then it is cross-platform, truly cross-platform. It's pretty awesome. 
When are we going to see Audacity on the iPad, Lenny? We're not talking about iPads. Sorry, I don't even have an iPad. I don't even want an iPad. It's anyway, we should. We've he does really, one. obviously, but we're not talking about this. Isn't an iPad show? Oh, should we? Oh no, the next story. Oh, we're story. actually on an iPad. Oh, oh unbelievable! No. Well, that that was smoothly done. Heading into a uh, y- Yamaha. Why did they always have ridiculous names? Yamaha iMX1. Of course, it has to have an i because it's a uh, for for an iPad. Uh, a MIDI interface for iPad, 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 iPhone, I and an iPod Touch. Yeah. That's cool. Um, pricing and availability not yet announced, but nonetheless, it, it's on its way. It's a black box which says Yamaha on it and has two mini jack connections on one end and your eye thing connects on the other end, as you'd expect. But, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the big touchscreen thing's cool, isn't it? So we all, we all think that's kind of cool. Yes. Uh, something something a little bit different here. Um, you know what I mean? Um uh, a gentleman called Patrick McCurry uh, posted a review of the uh, Louis, uh, the Laptop Orchestra of Louisiana, which is a little bit kind of left field for the normal content of the show. But I thought it's 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 a nice review. He has a couple of videos in there as well. Um, it's it's a kind of performance world that I'm involved in, and you know I just thought it was a fun thing to see. And he opens the review saying that back in the '60s he used to play bookless synthesizers and talks about what he did live. So he's yeah, sounds like an interesting guy who perhaps knows what he's talking about in terms of appraising electronic music. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd, you know, a couple of cool videos linked on there as well. I'd recommend a little read of that there. Obviously, it'll be in the blog, in the show notes, so you can go check that out as well if you want it. Giveaway. Uh, a giveaway, not not a giveaway by us. So. No, um, Mackie. Mackie are giving stuff away via Facebook. All you have to do is click like upon their page, and you'll be entered into a draw to win some powered monitors and a... Um, FireWire interface. It's, in fact, it's not their own FireWire interface, though, is it? No, it is. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Onyx Blackbird 16 by 16. That's Onyx the um, the Onyx is the new. Uh, it's, it's the well, not new. It's the preamps they're now putting on. Oh, I see. On, on the stuff, it's the boutique preamp replacing the uh, VLZ that they put on those ones there. Um, you know what I mean? I I, I love Mackie desks. Mackie desks are awesome. It's my preferred. You know, if I'm in a live environment, I'd like a Mackie desk every time. I really like them. Big fan of their front of house, you know, their kind of bud- well budget front of house rig, three fifty, four fifty, which are great for what they are. Um, as long as you don't sit them next to a mayor, you sit them next to a mayor, and they just sound terrible. But on their own, they're loud. They're, they're, they're loud. Self-contained, self-contained. They're rugged. Simple to use. You can. A lot of people don't realize, but you can actually plug in the XLR. Is just the, the XLR in and out is actually just um, passively linked, so you can actually plug the wrong end of the cable, and then it works fine as well. That's a nice little trick. Yep. We we li- we like them. Um, for in a recording sphere, though, I just don't, I, I don't understand. I, I don't, I don't like it. But you know, that's not a problem at all. Here, here's an opportunity to get a free interface. So you, you know, if you get a free one and you, for the trouble of clicking like, personally, I'm not going to. But that's because I have Facebook issues. Ooh, I don't know where that came from. It's because I've got the Facebook interface in front of me. I, I'm, I'm actually looking I'm at the Facebook page right, right now, and it's me, telling me it's which gone. of my friends have already already clicked on the like button, which is just a little. A little weird. I, I don't want one of those. So, right, But I think it would be cool. I have a <laughs> collection of 828s, so I'm more than happy. Right. Have we got time for Plundered, or are we going to go straight to the interview? Let's let's go to the interview, and we'll come back for the plunder. Okay. How about that? Okay. Hello, South Africa. Hello, South Africa, indeed. Um, I, I, Scott Hewitt, had an opportunity to speak with Andrew Spitz, who's the guy behind Sound Plus Design. Um, and a couple of other stuff he's doing, a tweet of sound and sound doodle. So we uh, Skyped up for a little bit and had a little chat about it. So here it comes. 
I'm Andrew Spitz. I run a blog, uh, soundpressdesign.com. I run a forum, uh, socialsounddesign.com. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm based in South Africa at the moment and um, mostly do sound effects, so I record sound effects. I edit sound effects and uh, do some location recording. I lecture a little bit in, in programming. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Well, the the uh, the first piece of work that I was really aware of yours was the Tweeter Sound um, application. It's a while back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Wouldn't it? Could you uh, could could you just talk a little bit about the uh, where the idea for that came from? Or actually, it was out of rebellion. Rebellion. Okay. <laughs> my my girlfriend was um, really into Twitter and all the social media stuff, and um, yeah, she, she kept insisting on getting me onto Twitter, and I just couldn't see the point of it. It seemed a little bit pointless. Okay. And then, um, and then, it was at university, and uh, we had a project uh, we had to do, and I thought it would be perfect actually to to do a little app where you could um, could design sounds and share them on Twitter. So that's how, how it started. And then I really got into Twitter, and I'm obsessed. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And so, obviously, for people who don't know the application, basically you, mm -hmm. you, you build a sound, and then the sound is expressed in 140, however many Twitter characters you're allowed. And you can send yeah. it as a tweet to somebody else who can then basically plug it into their application, their version of the application, and hit go, and it just plays. Exactly. plays yeah. the sound back. So it's a really... It, it's a really easy way of kind of making a sound and then transferring it to other people without with very low bandwidth requirements. It's mm, absolutely yeah. yeah. So it converts um, whatever parameters uh, that make up the same sound and and turns them into uh, as few characters as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So um, I know that Twitter sound looked to be built uh, using Max MSP. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with that. Yeah, and um, you've recently followed that up with another application, the Sound Doodle. Yeah, I did um, actually did Sound Doodle about a year ago or a year and a half ago. Okay. And um, originally, it had sort of that same feel because I, I really, after Twitter Sound, I really got into this whole idea of sharing sounds online and just the whole community and and so so I decided to make um, an app that was a little bit more. Uh, user-friendly, I guess, more intuitive because Twitter sound was very, like you had to be involved in sound to, to know what parameters did and like what, it just seemed very obscure to most people, I'm sure. So I thought it would be nice to have something a bit more easygoing, more doodly. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I, I, I worked on this app and the idea was that uh, you were able to, to share them on Audioboo. Do you know Audioboo? It's... Um, the equivalent of Twitter, but um, but for sound, so you get to upload it all uh, sounds uh, with your iPhone and um, and share them with people that follow you. So the same principle as Twitter, but with audio. Beautiful. So the whole idea was that um, you could do all your little sound and then share it on Audio Boo. But then uh, my my computer packed out <laughs> literally the day just before um, compiling it, and um, and it was at the time with Snow Leopard was coming out. And um, so I obviously couldn't uh, release it then because uh, I didn't have a computer to do it. And by the time I got the new computer, uh, the, I think it, it moved to 64-bit Java and it, was, uh, it wasn't compiling anymore and it had issues. And then the externals I, I was using weren't working and it just 
ended up being such a nightmare. And I think Audible uh, changed their API or there was something they changed. So anyway, it was endless issues. Yeah. And instead of just releasing it as sort of, uh, or releasing it without, um, without that social aspect, I, I just put it on pause I was, and, and left it aside. And then, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, uh, I was like, why don't I just release it with, uh, without that aspect and just keep it simple. So I took it all out and, uh, and released it. Yeah. Oh, so is that, do you think, uh, the audio boo stuff would be something you're want to, you're, you're going to aim to put back in at some point or is that, is, is that well, gone? F- for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think now, like now that it's, uh, time's gone a little bit and I feel like SoundCloud, uh, they released their API and I feel like everybody sort of moved to SoundCloud. So if I had to do it, I'd probably just uh, get it working for SoundCloud. Seems to make more, more sense. Yeah. So, but maybe, yeah, maybe I'll do something something new. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I like to move on. The problem with software is if I keep going back and updating and making and improving and making sure it keeps working, sort of it blocks me from trying uh, new new stuff, which is obviously more fun. Yeah. And we'll see. I might. No promises. Of course, yeah. <laughs> hey, could I? I'd, I'd like to ask you about the interface design of some parts of it, because okay, I, cool. I, I think the um the the live routing and the the mixing is really quite interesting. The design approaches that you've taken taken to those. Yeah. Could you? Where did Thank those you. ideas come from? Or <sighs> like the mixing part of it um came from uh, there's a. Um, an external, I think, by Andrew Benson. Rigid. Actually, no, it was from the um, Timothy Place who makes uh, the tap tools, externals. Uh, which are externals um, for Max MSP. For Max MSP, yeah. yeah. He had one called, um, well, I forget the name, but basically it's it's nodes. I, I never ended up using that one because I had issues uh, when compiling it uh, at that time. So I ended up using, uh, I think, Andrew Benson's um, uh, external called nodes. It's, uh, I think it's built in JavaScript, but basically it's those little uh, circles you see in the interface. Yeah. And you can map that data to anything. And I was like, this would work really well as a mixer. It would be a really nice intuitive way to sort of mix between um, between effects or, or sounds or just diff- like basically affecting the, the wet-dry signal of each uh, effect. So I played with it and it just worked. So I added it. So... It's not something I've been uh, had in my mind before I actually saw that um, that external and decided to to map uh, the dry wet to that dry wet uh, signal to that. Yeah, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does indeed. It's, um, it it really strikes me as a really intuitive and very kind of obvious way to do things. And when you when you when you interact with it, it's incredibly obvious immediately what it's doing. It's and I, I just thought it was very impressive as a, you know, when when I looked at it, that was something that really stood out to me because I was like, well, normally when it comes to the mixing phase, you know, you just have a couple of sliders, slider objects, and you mix like that. And I was like, this I is hate, such a I better hate sliders. Idea. Oh. <laughs> I really struggle with the whole uh, door kind of mentality, like these these knobs and and buttons. I it just doesn't feel so right. And I feel like uh, the whole with the iPads and the Connect and all that. I really feel like we had the at the cracks, or it's it's all going to change very soon. It's very exciting. Yeah, like more intuitive um, approach to 
or the, the, the way you interact with the systems and with, with software in general. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's great stuff. So if I could, um, if I could go on and just ask you a little bit about the social sound design site. Okay. Um, I, I noticed that you're currently in a. Is it, do you refer to it as bootstrapping mode at the moment? As a... <laughs> I haven't taken that off. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm debating because the problem is if I take it off, then uh, it's quite hard for new newcomers to to just upvote and get involved. You know, just so yeah. I've sort of left it like that. But maybe I should. I feel like the community is big enough now that that I could take it off and. Uh, it would probably do better because now there's so many tags that keep getting created. And if I take it off bootstrap mode, for instance, um, uh, you need to have a certain amount of reputation before you can, uh, before you can, uh, add new tags, for instance. Of course. Yeah. Could, could so you, we'll... <laughs> could, could, could you, uh, t- tell, tell the listeners a little bit about the uh, social sound design site and what it's, what, what it's for. Okay. So social sound design is aimed at, some designers, obviously, <laughs> but um, it's uh, yeah, just a place for for people to ask uh, concise questions and hopefully get concise answers. And uh, um, users uh, get to upvote what they consider a good question or a good answer, and that gives you a f- it helps uh, minimize the amount of noise, I guess. Like a lot, a lot of forums out there are. There's no hierarchy of what could be considered a good answer or good question, so you end up having to just sift through a ton of of answers just to get what you're looking for. That makes sense. Yeah, and and the the level of kind of conversation up there is really quite. It is really very detailed. I'm saying there's obviously a lot of people who who, who know about what they're talking about, and they. Yeah, the community is fantastic. I just I, every time I log on, I just. I feel happy <laughs> just because the, the people put, you can feel that they, they know what they're talking about and they not just keep it to themselves, but they're, they're very happy to share their, their years of experience. It's just, just fantastic. I mean, I've learned so much just, just from uh, reading what other people have to say. So yeah. just from a selfish point of view, I'm very happy it's there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, I, I find it a really useful site as well. And I definitely, I, I, I didn't actually realize it was part of it was it was one of your projects actually until I was just preparing for this interview and then spotted it so that was, mm. was kind of nice it was a I was like oh I have to ask about that as well <laughs> that's great stuff cool okay well f- finally if it's okay because um as you know be, being kind of making the uh kind of snap judgments that you kind of make I'd presumed that you were probably in North America or something like that and discovered that you're actually in South uh, down in South Africa, uh, could you yeah. c- could you say a little bit about sound design in Africa, or what the kind of how the how the industry is around there? Or, Jeez, I mean, it's it's really. It's, I, I got to be careful what I say, but um, of course not. It, if if, yeah. if not, that's fine. But. No, 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 no. It's it's on one hand, it's fantastic because someone like me who's not so experienced um, and who's quite new to, to all this. I mean, I don't have 20 years of feature films behind me. And it's really nice because I, I, I get the opportunity just by being keen to, to just um, get involved in, in relatively big projects or feature films or commercials and so on uh, in South Africa, just because it's a smaller pool of people. If I, if I had to do the same in, in South Africa, oh, sorry, in, in America, I'm sure it would take me quite a long time uh, to, to get the 
to get the type of projects I get here. But on the flip side, um, because there's because it's a lot smaller, I feel like the the scope of learning is is limited. So if I had to do this in a highly developed industry, like in in the states, for instance, I'd probably um, end up a lot further, but would take me longer. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But nice. it's great. I mean, I, it's just so easy to get involved in South Africa, uh, which is which is great. Oh, that's great stuff. Thank you very much. Well, oh. fi- finally, I'm saying we at the start we quickly kind of quickly kind of mentioned it, but obviously, you're, am I right in thinking the main blog is uh, soundplusdesign.com? Yeah, the, my blog is soundplusdesign.com. We have post a project. Yeah, and you have a Twitter and Twitter and all that sort of contact information yeah. is all available on there sure. for people. We're also yeah, you can uh, find it there. Oh, there's um, I, I just uh, finished uh, my personal website where I put up my like more organized, more curated um, portfolio, and that's andrew-spitz.com. So you can find all, all the information there. Cool. Well, uh, well, well, thank you very much for this uh, interview. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, pleasure thanks, Scott. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Cheers. And we're back. Awesome stuff. Yep, I the tweet sound are from it's a few years old now, but I still it's still a lot of fun, and and the sound doodle I, I definitely recommend having a play with that because well it's fun these things are fun anyway back to the show back to the show so don't forget if you ever want to contact us you got anything like that you you want to do you want to tell us about a story you got something you got an opinion you want to want us to know about then feel free to get us on Twitter at the audio podcast our web pages. Um, theaudiopodcast.co.uk yep. and if you want to you can email us at show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk as well and we'd love to hear from you guys about anything that's bugging you and if you're listening just on the webpage if you've pressed play having got there don't forget to hit subscribe so you get the next show automatically in your inbox Woo-hoo, indeed so you know what time it is it's plunder time Arr, I get Arr. it now it's taken me what eight weeks to work it out but so we have the news things, which is stuff which is new, and then we have the plundered stuff, which is stuff which is just sitting on the web anyway. It's not particularly new, but it's there and it's cool. I didn't realize that needed an explicit explanation. Maybe everybody got that apart from me. I didn't really see the difference at first, but, you know, I've woken up. Awesome stuff. So our first item of plunder, which I think is actually incredibly useful, but um, Avis, um, Avisoft Bioacoustics, um, up, on their, uh, up on their website, they have a, an entire set of comparisons about microphone input noise for uh, kind of solid state devices stuff like, like little portable recorders and it, it's really cool it's it's incredibly detailed and it, it has not every device there but it has a lot of devices yep that's it i um i've done some bioacoustics myself with my um yamaha pocket track which is not actually listed here so i might have to see how it compares um yep i was recording bats with that just yeah another item of plunder we got here um which, which is a really awesome youtube video uh, this is actually awesome in a genuine way as opposed to friday <laughs> of a few weeks ago which was ironically oh, yeah. awesome I, we, i'm i'm gonna put a ban on forwards to youtube videos which are actually terrible um i'm not going to respect that ban no i'm sure you won't but we uh, this is this, this is highly entertaining this is really beautifully made yeah, you'll you'll find the link um d- down in the down in the show notes. It's by uh, the user Sakura. I hope I pronounced that right. Four two five zero, and it is this kind of wooden ball going down this kind of 
cascade of wooden blocks in, wooden blocks in the woods. In the woods, like and it just goes ping, 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 ping. Yep. ping, 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 ping. Different sizes of wood as the ball lands on it it makes a different note and it plays little tunes as it goes down the hill it's lovely it's cool it's awesome stuff they're advertising are they yeah oh i did i didn't pick up on that i just enjoyed yeah if you, if you watch it all the way to the end you find out that the reason somebody had the time and money to set that up and record it was that a mobile phone company who's making handsets out of wood paid for it but you know i i some that kind of thing used to bother me but it's nice it is. I like the video. I like the video. There we go. And you know what? With with that done, that brings us to the end of another the audio podcast. Thank you for listening. Yep. Don't forget if you want to contact us, we've already did the details, but you know why not? Why not Twitter or something this week? That'd be ace. Um, at the audio podcast. Um, and with that, I'm going to say goodbye and leave Sam to introduce our CC hits hit of the day. Okay. This week we've made it all the way to number well we've played number one two three four and this week's number five position cchits.net chart is cafe connection by morgan tj let's go En ce moment, les bonnes sont tous les matins pour dire des trucs plus ou moins sur le monde. Ils se
coquerise, ce sacré patapouf. <rire>